Good morning and welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. Today we are reading Chapter 6 of Molly and Grania, the Seven Foot Long Dog by Gail Nodestein. And before I get into the book, I just thought that I would let you know you can find Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures on Facebook. We have a page and a group where we share more than just story times on the page. We share all kinds of activity links and things that we find, as well as um, some of my friends chime in every once in a while and will send me a story time or activity that they do to share. Um, on the group, it is primarily and specifically for authors that are new authors or independent authors or self-publishing authors to send me their books and I share them um, on both the page and the channel but or the group sorry but the group is specifically and only for those readings and the um, sharing of activities of those books that are read on there and then you can also find tea fairy and friends storytime and adventures on YouTube channel and that is just mostly reading of stories but there's also some adventures um, in the ways of like me and my dog taking walks at interesting places. Now, my dog is a Newfoundland who is 10 years old and her name is Trinity and she is here with me snoring. Would you like to hear her? her snoring. Um, <laughs> that's actually her quiet snoring. She sometimes is a very loud snorer, but she is laying here in my bed with me, getting ready to do podcast time to read the story about Grania, the six-foot dog, who is not a Newfoundland. Grania is what is called an Irish wolfhound, which is also one of my favorite beings. I find that big dogs are just super special features. And little dogs are too, but I have an affinity for big, big dogs. And the author of this book, um, Gail Nodestein, she is a big dog lover too. When I spoke with her, we were talking about the big dogs that we have, and she has quite a menagerie of large dogs, to be really honest. I would have to go back over the conversation to find the list of dogs that she has, but she is currently waiting on her new... Um, Irish Wolfhound, which will be the newest addition to her family. She used to own a Wolfhound, actually, that this book was based off of, and that dog's name was, um, oh, where is it? Grania Newalia, which is um, the Celtic pronunciation of Grace O'Malley, and Grace O'Malley was um, an Irish she she was kind of like a pirate queen I guess is the easiest way that I can put it I'm sure that that's not exactly accurate historically accurate but um, if you go to the Facebook page for Tea Fairy and Friends Storytime and Adventures I did list a bunch of things about Irish wolfhounds and about Grace O'Malley so you can take your little ones there and there's coloring pages and there's links to history and there's videos of the dogs and the puppies and just kind of fun stuff to keep you posted on it. Um, 
I did, this is the newest news, I did figure out um, some of my camera issues, so I will be able to start doing story times again very soon. Unfortunately, I am still in the midst of this move um, from California to Maryland, and it is quite the undertaking. I'm quite surprised at how much needs to be done in order to pack up a four-bedroom home um, of 18 years. It's, it's a lot, so... I will get to story times as soon as I am able. I'm just trying to kind of get through the day-to-day right now of getting ready to move. And then, of course, the drive across, which will be quite the adventure. And I will probably be doing some videotaping from my adventures um, and sharing them to the YouTube channel and Facebook page. As for today, if you want to find copies of Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog by Gail Nodestein, you can find this book on Amazon in both paperback and hardback as well as the ebook. And I would highly suggest doing so and reading along with the podcast or just getting a copy of it and reading it yourself because really, I mean, I'm chapter, I'm about to start chapter six with you folks and I'm already in love with this book. So I I highly suggest it. All right, are we ready? We're going to get right into chapter six. That was a really long intro. I'm sorry, folks. There's just a lot going on. All right, chapter six. Mom, I yelled for my mother. She had been threatening to get rid of my stuffed unicorn collection for months. Oh, that's right. At the end of the last chapter, her unicorns were all missing. And she'd put them up on a really high shelf. And she left Grania in the bedroom all by herself. But when she came back, all the unicorns were gone. Hmm. It's a mystery. We're about to find out. I just knew that she had snuck into my room and thrown them all away. According to her, they were gathering dust, and I didn't take them off the shelf and clean them as often as she thought I should. I couldn't remember the last time I had taken them down and washed them before moving them the other day, so Grania couldn't reach them. I yelled for her again. When she didn't answer, I went out to the kitchen to see if I could find her. The kitchen was empty. There was no sign of my mother or my father. Next, I tried the room. There was nobody there. There were voices coming from outside of their window. I found them sitting on the patio drinking their morning coffee. I was shaking with anger by the time I got out to our patio. Okay, Mom, where are they? I could see from the look on her face she didn't know what I was talking about. Where are who? The shelves where I keep my stuffies is totally empty. Did you take them? My mother laughed. Molly, I know I've threatened that I would that I would take them if you didn't clean them more often, but I would never take them and not let you know. She put her coffee down and turned to my father. Ian, do you know anything about this? My father shook his head. I try never to go into Molly's room if I can help it. The mess gives me a headache, said Dad. I was insulted. I had straightened up my room and made it dog-proof. He must not have seen what a good job I had done for preparing for Grania. Where did you look, Molly? Mom, I looked everywhere. My mother's eyebrows went up to her hairline like they did every time that she didn't believe something that I said. Where is everywhere? I looked under my bed, I looked in the closet, I looked in my hamper, and under my desk. I looked everywhere. There isn't any other place to look. They're gone. My eyes were burning, and I knew that the tears 
that were building up in my eyes were going to roll down my face in a minute. I had to have my stuffies. I had been collecting them since I was really little. My father came over to me and hugged me hard. He crouched down and looked into my eyes. Could Grania have taken them? No, Dad, I told you she was in her crate and hadn't moved once. She's been sound asleep the whole time. I didn't notice if they were there, but when I got up this morning, maybe someone broke in during the night and stole them. I'll bet that's it, a unicorn bandit. My parents both laughed at me. My lip went out into a full-blown pout. I hate being laughed at. Oh, Molly, you're too funny. I don't think that anyone would break in to steal your stuffed unicorns. I'm sure that they'll turn up. You probably moved them and just forgot. I really wanted to roll my eyes at my mother's comment. If I didn't, it would be sure pun- Or if I did, it would be sure punishment. My parents hated when I rolled my eyes. They said it's disrespectful. I'm almost 12. No, no, not 112. I wouldn't move them and forget. Sheesh. I let out a gusty sigh. <sighs> my dad put his arms around my shoulders and led me back into the house. My mother followed us, bringing in both coffee cups. I baked blueberry muffins this morning. Come have a muffin and a cup of tea. It will make you feel better. My mother knew that blueberry, blueberry muffins were one of my best, most favorite foods. They can make anything better. In the kitchen, I threw myself into one of the stools that lined the breakfast bar while my mother went to get the plate with the muffins off the top of the microwave. She had put them there for safekeeping. Oh no! My mother was starting, staring down into an empty plate, looking very puzzled. Where did the muffins go? My dad got up from his chair and took the plate from her. I'll bet it was the dog. I went to Grania's defense immediately. Dad, you put that make microwave on top of the refrigerator so that Grania couldn't reach it. I couldn't have, it couldn't have been her. It was up too high. She's not that big. Besides, she's been in her crate, sleeping. I ran down the hallway to see if Grania was still in her crate. The crate door was open, and she was sound asleep. It looked like she still hadn't moved. I sat down on the floor next to her. She had been sleeping for over an hour. What's going on around here, girl? First we have the stuffy thief, and now a muffin crook. Dad blamed you, but I know you wouldn't move from here. Besides, you couldn't have reached the muffins to eat them. I got up from the floor and called Grania to come with me. Mom and Dad were still discussing the mystery of the missing muffins when we got back to the kitchen. My father insisted it had to be Grania who snatched the sweet cakes from the top of the microwave. My mother said that she didn't see how the dog could have reached that far up to the top of the microwave, which was on top of a very tall refrigerator. It must be at least seven feet to the top of the microwave. I don't think that Grania's that tall, Ian. My dad got up and headed to the back door. Where are you going, Ian? I'm going out to the garage to get my tape measures. We are going to see if Grania could be the culprit for the great muffin mystery. The last thing I heard as he left the screen door slam was the sound of his laughter. He thinks he's such a smarty pants. I can't wait until he measures her and finds out she is too little to be the muffin, muffin thief. Sometimes my mother sounded more like a child than an adult. She made me laugh. When she pouted, we looked alike. She was pouting now. She didn't like to be laughed at either. 
My father came back with his tape me measure, just grinning from ear to ear. Granya, come. My father was trying to get the dog to go to him. She wasn't having any of it. She just lay by my feet looking at him. Granya, come, my, my one sweetheart. Come here. I won't hurt you. When he said that, her ears went down and her tail stopped wagging. I'll bet she heard people say that right before they hurt her. Though though she was good around her, my father, she let us know it must have been men that had hurt her in the past. She let him pet her, but her tail didn't wag, and she looked at him warily. Dad, give me the tape measure. I'll get her to stand up. You take a treat and hold it up over her head. We'll try to get her to put her paws on your shoulders. Then we can measure how tall she is from her tail to the tip of her nose. I got the treat bag from my dad and handed him a handful of liver snacks. I already knew that she liked them. She was practically bold. She, she had practically bowled me over when I gave her some the night before. We tried and tried to get her to put her paws up on my dad's shoulders and stand up to her full height. Dad held up treats. I tried coaxing her to go to my dad, but she was still careful to not get too close to him. Mom tried to help, but none of us could get her to stand up on her hind legs to let us measure her. Finally, I said, how about if we stand her on all four legs and stand by her head and mom stands by her tail and stretches it out straight? We can get a good idea of how tall she is by doing that. As if she knew we'd given up, Granya put her paws on my mother's shoulders and did the wolfhound hug with her head with her instead of my father. She almost knocked my mother down. We hurried to stretch the tape measure from the tip of her nose to the ground. We finally got our measurement. You could have knocked me over with a feather. Granya was seven feet tall. My father measured the distance from the floor to the top of the microwave. It was seven feet, six inches. It was just the height that Granya could reach if she stuck her tongue out. But she had been in her crate. I never saw her come out of my room. How could she be the muffin thief? And that is the end of chapter six. And I will tell you, I used to have a dog called a Tibetan Mastiff. And he used to walk up to my kitchen counters and put his chin on the kitchen counter and lick the butter right off the butter dish. He never did the, the greyhound stand on his hind legs and get things off the top of the fridge, but I bet he could have if he had wanted to. And I bet my Newfoundland probably could too. She's pretty big and tall, but she's old now, so I, she doesn't get into too much trouble. <laughs> she just grumbled. She wants to go get fed and take him for a walk. So story time is over for the day, folks, and tomorrow we will read chapter seven of Molly and Grania, the seven foot long dog by Gail Nodestein. And again, you can find this book on Amazon as well as other books by Gail. There are four books in the series, two that have already been published and two that you can pre-order on Kindle. And that's it. I hope you guys have a good day and go and enjoy the sunshine and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.